Good evening, American Patriot Contact Tracers. This is Dinner Talk with the Scottish Warrior and K.B. Flannery. And our guest tonight again is our good friend, Serenabet. Thanks for coming, Serenabet. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's really, good to, really good to have you here, Serenabet. Yeah, it's great. Uh, we had such a, a, a great conversation the last time you were here. And uh, you were a wealth of knowledge that we had quite a few of our listeners uh, contact us directly and ask uh, to have you back on and, and talk more about um, what's happening in our world today. I, it's uh, it's a, a pleasure and a privilege to be here. And, um, you know, I don't think we're, there's very many unique experiences going on. Uh, the the key is to keep our eyes open, keep our awareness really peaked so that we know what's likely to happen and when it's safe to be someplace and when we're better off being somewhere else. Yes. You know? yeah. And and really Tucker Carlson had a show on the last four within the last forty eight hours. And he had reported uh, that there's an organization that are aggregating information for Trump supporters. They're using public information through the Federal Election uh, Commission, Mm -hmm. the FEC, and collecting the names of people that support Trump, the Republican Party, anyone who is giving money uh, to protect the republic that we have today. What's making them different is then they cross-reference that information to get the people's home addresses, and they're publishing them all on their website. What's the name of the website? It's donaldtrump.watch. And I would encourage people, just go on there and see if you're listed. And unfortunately, we're in a different world today. You know, it, it used to be you could put up a sign in your front yard for the school board representative that you that you supported for the president the vice president the senators whoever and you know I remember growing up half of my block might have one candidate the other half might have the other and it really didn't matter no we We all agreed to disagree we were we were all Americans we we had different views on how to solve a problem, maybe. We didn't but punish the other, the other side for having different viewpoints. Well, we knew that we wanted what was best for our community, and we trusted that so did our neighbor. Right. Okay? Unfortunately, the world has changed to the point where many people believe it's okay to stifle the beliefs of others to perpetuate their own. Um, so... You know, when you look and see civil protests, peaceful protests, uh, or what they call peaceful protests, but, you know, the background is all on fire, um, and they can be, whether it's Los Angeles, Seattle, uh, Portland, Chicago. Oh, you're talking about... Minnesota. You're talking about peaceful protests organized by Marxists? (laughs) Well, what I mean, I'm, these are these are 
these aren't peaceful protests. These are planned protests by the Marxists. You're absolutely right, okay? But the media, whether it's NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, they're going to create the narrative to push their belief structure. Um, and what I'm suggesting is that there's so much violence going on in places that, you know, who would think that, you know, Podunk, Wisconsin is yeah. going to be the, the place for the next, you know, riot. Kenosha? Really? Yeah, Kenosha, that's where That's where the first American patriot stood his ground? Yeah, now he's in jail. So it, we, we, we look at this and... Like we were talking the other day, Scottish Warrior, um, we have to have an awareness when we walk down the street, and it doesn't matter what city you're in. Um, and I had told you earlier, you know, I have some adult children that from the time that they were in grade school, I've been teaching them situational awareness, teaching them how to avoid conflict. Not the conflict was bad, but how to avoid violence um, and how to protect themselves. Uh, it's never been more needed in our society than it is right now. So I encourage people, get training. And I don't care whether you wanna go into martial arts, if you want to get a, a, a concealed firearm, get training. Yeah. Okay. Defend yourself. Absolutely. You know, I've uh, I have a, a couple of adult children myself. Um, I was never too worried about my my son taking care of himself, but my my daughter never had any interest in in doing anything with her father when she was a teenage girl, <laughs> and I love her to death, but. Uh, she's a young adult now and, you know, she, she would benefit greatly by hearing these tips that you're sharing with us. My daughter too. From somebody besides her father. There's an old saying that a prophet has no honor in their own home. <laughs> that, that's the truth, it let is. me tell you. And, and, and Scott be, knows all about that. Scottish warrior knows all about that. And, and being the, the father of three adult female children, I'm no exception. Um, however, that doesn't mean we can't stack the deck. I mean, I, I've been known to plot and actually have some people that know a little bit more than I do that had military background, law enforcement background, and had them teach my wife and children, and I would intentionally not be present. Now, don't doubt I knew every syllable of every word that was going to be spoken by these guys. <laughs> um, but we care about our families. We love our communities. and we have to sometimes take extra efforts to make sure that our loved ones are in the position to make the most informed decisions and stay safe. You know, when my kids were, were, were little, I don't think I'm different than, than most adults. Uh, we live in a suburban neighborhood and I explained to them, the house catches fire, this is where we're gonna meet. Down the block, across the street, in this neighbor's yard, this safe person, and 
you know, we enlisted the neighbor to let them know. Um, gave them a key to our house. Um, you know, there are good old family traditions, mm -hmm. but those are things that, you know, we also talked about and we took a little bit further. So when they were in high school, I said, okay, if your high school is ever locked down and you're released to go, this is the route you need to take to get home so that we know you're going to be on this street or yes. that street and we can find you. Okay. Um, it's planning ahead of time is much more powerful than even getting lucky afterwards. Very true. Well, you know, we, as, as we both know, as we all, all know, we, nobody touches our children, right? They're off limits. Absolutely. And we'll always be that way. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. and you know, the world has changed. And, and this is, the, KB, you, you can probably relate to this very well. Um, when your daughter was first born, if there was protests, did you expect arson? No. But today, no, that's there's there's they're actually <laughs> circulating manuals on the internet on how to make Molotov cocktails at the student at the, university at, at the, the university the student newspaper at the at the University uh, of Wisconsin Wisconsin in Milwaukee. So, the tactics and techniques of modern urban strife have changed dramatically. And we cannot afford to not take notice to these changes, okay? Um, the first rule of what to do, what do we do about it? Don't be there. Yes. Okay? Right. Don't, Don't go. be there. If they're, if they're going Don't to, you know, if, if they're going to have a protest and you insist on being there, at least know the signs of when it's going bad. If people are standing, holding a sign, they're chanting, whatever it might be, you know, kumbaya, God bless them, that's cool. The United States was born on peaceful protests. I have no issue with that. But as soon as there's any form of property damage, that will be the, the first sign of violence every time. Yeah. If someone just breaks a car window, Groups, crowds of people turn into mobs. Oh, they, it's like sh uh, sharks feeding. Yeah. You know, they turn, it turns into a feeding frenzy. Yeah. And next thing you know, everybody is, you know, causing violence or mayhem. And it just turns chaotic. And uh, somebody drops off a load of bricks <laughs> on the street corner. And, you know, you we know what happens. We don't want to be there. And so, and so what we can do... Um, a couple of my children are, are still going to a university. We can go onto the campus and say, all right, if unrest happens, this is probably what the direction of travel will be. It's predictable. It's not, you know, rocket surgery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the same holds true as when they were in high school. This is the route you should take to get out of it. If you find yourself pressed in the middle of a mob and that mob is walking down the street, you don't want to say, hey, wait a minute, stop, guys, and, and try and get people to stop. You walk with them, 
moving to the edge of the mob to the point where you can actually get to a side. It's it's old military tactics oh, of yeah. flanking an enemy. Yeah, flanking an enemy. And, and, and you know, really what I'm hearing is uh, your best course of action is just to invo- avoid the enemy entirely. But how do you flank the enemy? Well, you got to move left or right. So when you get to the edge of that crowd, then you take an alternate route. Even if they're moving in a north-south direction and you have to get south to get to your meet-up place, go east first. Mm-hmm. Take an extra 20 minutes, walk a mile east, avoid that crowd, find another group of people that are not in that situation, yeah. and then move in your direction of safety. Yeah, I um, always... Try to walk east. <laughs> no? yeah. You always try to walk We could go from west east. I do. We could go do. from west to east and east to west again. As long as we do it safely, it's, that's that is, really the that, goal. That Avoid is the, the truth. Yeah. Avoid the mob. Well, I, I, I want to ask Serena bit just one quick question. Can you explain what rocket surgery is to me? Well, it's... <laughs> Kind of a cross between rocket science and brain surgery. Oh, okay, I, perfect. Uh, because I heard that, and I, 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 I like go, I go, surgery. you know, I got to come back to that because I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't heard it before, and I like it. I like it. It's a cross. I, I can't claim ownership to it. I actually saw a T-shirt with it, <laughs> and I got to kick it. I like it. Yeah, that's good. So. But really, it does still come down to that observational awareness. You know, when people are standing there and they're holding those signs. Can those signs be used as weapons? Take a look at them. A lot of the techniques that Antifa is using is they're having multi-purpose tools. Yes, they, they bring their tools, the, um, the, the toolkit. If it's something that could be used, you know, if it's a, a one inch wide, quarter inch thick piece of pine, it's probably not gonna be used as a bludgeon device. But if it's a steel pole that their cardboard sign is on, that's a little odd. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, take a look. Are they wearing combat boots to the, to the quad in the campus? You know, How I, are they dressed, yeah. number one? Are they, yeah, I remember when Doc Martens were the rage, okay? Um, but there's a difference between the steel-toed combat boots that a lot of these you know, Antifa and BLM activists are using and a fashion statement. So, you know, if I'm hearing you correctly, the protest right after Donald Trump was elected in 2016, when all the ladies were wearing their pink hats and all, and all their men were wearing those pink hats, that's different than the type of protest with Doc yeah. Martin boots and... Well, uh, when we went down, we saw one of those protests, and it started off as a BLM protest, but at the protest, and we were the only people, I mean, everybody there was totally BLM. Oh, yeah. We well, were spies. It, well, it's... They we have a spies. uniform. They have a However, uniform. However, we did see the Antifa people, and they are different. They have a different... They have a different uniform. They have a different uniform. They do. They, they, they call it a black block. Yeah. Okay. And they and it is different. They do it intentionally so that they cannot be identified. And you know, a lot of them are using the COVID nineteen restrictions and masks as a cover they for do. that. Um, you know, be aware. If somebody's got a black hoodie and a black gaiter, um, and they're wearing dark jeans and boots. 
whatever they're across the street and, and avoid them. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you might not want to be where they're starting to gather right. six and eight at a time. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the, the other thing is, is there are times where you can just be walking down the street. And in today's culture, we do have in this city a large homeless population. And it's becoming more rampant throughout our nation. Um, many of them are just frankly down on their luck. They've had some pretty bad things happen in their lives and they're just trying to, to make it, to get Survive. through the day, yeah. okay? And my heart goes out to them and I, and I try and help whenever I can when it's a legitimate need. There's other times where they're tied up in drugs, they're unpredictable and they're aggressive yeah. um, and I encourage people to set boundaries at that point you know when they're when they're coming at you in an aggressive manner on the sidewalk and they're crossing the street to get to you it's okay to yell you're not gonna be rude and yes. tell them to stop take a step back okay um, for a female and I, this is you know, advice to my daughters and to my wife. Um, I've explained, give them those boundaries and don't be afraid to tell them your experience. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid. You're scaring me. Step back. Loudly, yeah. Loudly. Yeah. Okay. If they're just that guy that's down on their luck, they don't really want to scare people. They, you know, he'll probably throw his hands up in the air, say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Okay. I was just hoping maybe you could give me some change. At that point, you know, your boundary has become a test. Mm -hmm. And you're... You can see what you their can, intentions you, are. You can decide whether or not you want to, to help them and if they're worthy of your help. But if, conversely, they take a step forward and say, you got, you got nothing to worry about me. Well, yeah. at that point, you might want to search your person for any type of self-defense weapons that you might have. Yes. Now, you see, I, I have to say, um, I, I would not like to see, uh, personally, anybody, um, how do I want to say this? Um, I'm always willing to help my fellow man. If he's hungry, I'll buy him something to eat. But the minute I engage one of these people it turns out just about every time that they want to try to suck me in a little closer and a little closer and they want and they and they want something from me besides yeah. you know they want more money from me well here. distance is your friend right distance is always your friend um you know i want to i really want to put this caveat out here i'm not a law enforcement officer I am not prior military. I have done studying. I have had training. I've done everything humanly possible within the available resources to make sure that myself and my family will remain safe within the confines of the law. That's all. So, you know, whatever I might say, if you feel it as value, consider it. And if you don't, dismiss it. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Right. Okay. Um, when someone comes up in an aggressive manner, if they were that legitimate person, 
okay? And I, I've bought meals for, for people. I've done many of the same things that, that you have, Warrior. Um, the, the thing is, there's times where, you know what, fine, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give you 10 bucks, but I'm gonna put it on the sidewalk, okay? Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on this window ledge, and when I leave here, you can go for it. There's other times where they are not worthy, that they are aggressive, and that they, frankly, want to take what you have, not ask for what you're willing to give. And at that point, I am licensed with a concealed carry weapon. I do, in fact, carry my weapon. Uh, in fact, if I have clothes on, you can pretty much bet I also have a firearm with me. Um, and if they address me in that aggressive manner, my hand will be on my weapon. I will then give them a further command, and if they continue to come forward, my weapon will be drawn and in a low ready position. Should they continue to, to not recognize that they can't overcome the force that I have, and they come at me in a way that is going to issue great bodily harm to me, or threaten my life, I will use that firearm. And I'll encourage others to do the same. That's well, the reason. That's the reason to have. There's, you know, we're in a, we're in agreement there, sir. Surrounded, surrounded. Bit. I'm sorry. I'm listening to the <laughs> sirens said, as we're talking right now. You know, it's like they're they're rounding them up as we speak. So, <laughs> no, a lot of uh, siren action down there. I'm not. I agree with you 100, percent and I'm on board with you 100. percent uh, What what worries me is is not you or I, it's KB when she's going down to the market or taking the dogs for a walk. It's, it's, this is for her uh, knowledge base and anybody else that's, any other uh, lady. Well, we all need to, you know, that's what we're, that's what Out there listening, all, and all men actually, so we all need to too. be. So I'll, There's a lot of men who. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and be as quick and efficient as possible. I'll tell you the same thing that I've told my, my wife and my daughters. If the only tool in your toolbox is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, okay? So you don't want a firearm to be your only means yes. of self-defense. Get physical training. KB, I know you work out, you, have, you do cardio, that's gonna serve you well. No, that's important. Okay? Um, that's very important. Take a look at pepper gel or in some cases pepper spray but in this time of year when we have gusts of wind i like the pepper gel because it sticks yeah. and it's not going to blow back on you okay uh, well yeah, you're showing me some on her keychain right now yeah warrior um, got and that. uh it's pepper spray you know the brand the one it's, that it's we like really to use far. yes so the to have that and you know, while women are at a very real disadvantage in some regards, um, they do have some advantages because you were raised properly, okay? Um, for example, earlier when I said, you know, tell them to stop, yeah, I'm in fear. Yeah, those, those strong boundaries. However, a lot of women are afraid to, be, to have strong boundaries and they'll let these weird men approach them and start talking to them and they'll try to be nice thinking that that's going to 
help avoid an issue. And there's a lot of women that I know, especially young women, well, you especially know, very young women. The, the advantage that women have is that they can actually set the boundary and it's all right for them to say, you're, you're scaring, scaring me. me. Where a man isn't going to say that. You don't want very, to. Very, very few know, men. A man should never say, you're scaring me to a, to a man. Well, I mean, you know, we, we know, you know the kind of men that might <laughs> say <laughs> that. Frankly, <laughs> it, it makes a lot of sense. Exactly. It makes a lot of sense legally for them to do so. However, most men's ego will not allow them that advantage. Right, yeah. However, a woman... Right can actually make that judgment. And it would it makes a man look weaker in the eyes of the other man to sit for them to say that too. It's yeah. just not Well, you know what? I I I never you know, I'm the first person who will put I'll put my hands up and say, "Hey, I don't want a problem." And if I see any kind of movement or at, you know, that's when they have a problem. Well, and, and that's actually very wise because you, by your hands being up, you're ready and able to strike or defend from any incoming attack. Exactly. It's, it's a very wise maneuver. Um, there's a lot of things that can be done. You can use a, 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 a tactical pen or a, ku, a kubutan. Right. Um, there are many, many things that, that can be used. Um, the one thing for men and women, and one of the reasons why I stress training is you predators sense fear yeah predators if if you were to go out purchase a handgun get your ccw certification um and go to the range once a week for two years but never consider the fact that you might have to take someone's life in defense of your own or your loved ones you are much more likely to hesitate in those precious seconds that can't be wasted than someone who has gone through the mental and emotional preparation, preparation yeah. to, to deal with that type of a situation. So, you know, carrying a handgun is not for everyone, but for those that do. Being very aware of your surroundings, I think is that's the most important thing. Another thing that I've noticed as well is for people who seem kind of unstable, you know, walking around a city, you see a lot of people, is you just avoid eye yeah. contact. Well, you avoid you wanna, those people. You avoid those people, well, but I just, I, I have awareness that they're there, and I will not look them in the eyes. Well, listen, and, I, I, and, and here's, here's for me. Um, I will try and avoid the person, but I will not avoid the eye contact. Really? Because I want them to know they are being watched and witnessed. They're not going to surprise me. Well, this might be a, um, a, a man versus oh, a woman. Oh, I notice a big difference. And there's, yeah, this, one, there's yeah. this one woman who walks around and she screams at people if, yeah. if they're not wearing a mask. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I have... I've, she doesn't bother me anymore because I don't even... I just pretend like she's not there. I, I guess it depends on the situation. Well, it, and, and that's the thing. It, it really depends on the situation. But a credible threat... Um, I don't believe you can afford to, to let them well, think coming at you, they might different. have the opportunity of ambush. Yeah. You know, I had uh, a situation walking the dogs just before Serenibit arrived for this podcast. And I was walking the dogs in my usual place. And here, laying across the sidewalk, is a guy passed out with no shoes on. Right now, I don't know 
what the temperature is. It's probably 50 degrees out. It's cold. Yeah, it's cold. You know, the sun was shining on him. He found a little warm spot. He was on a piece of cardboard and he was right on the, you know, a, a bridge. I thought it was really an odd place. I had to walk into the curtain, into the traffic. The, the traffic at rush hour with the dogs to avoid him. Just as I round the corner and get past him, here is another homeless man. And I, I, he kind of startled me a little bit. I, I looked at, over at him and made direct eye contact with him. And you could tell he'd been out homeless for a while. And he looked at me and he said, I'm sorry. And I said, it's okay. You know, and that's, unfortunately, it speaks really to our society right now. Many, many people that find themselves in a homeless situation um, don't choose it. No. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and once, they've, once they've spiraled to a certain level, it becomes virtually impossible to get out of it. Well, you know, if you can't bathe and you don't have clean clothes, will McDonald's hire you? If you, if you take a man's dignity, he has nothing left. Destroy the man. Yeah. And so, you know, I know you, Scottish warrior. I know that when that man said he was sorry, that you reassured him and that you did what you could to actually let him know that he was worthy of the place and the, uh, the space that he occupied. Um, what we were talking about earlier were typically reminiscent of people that are on drugs. On drugs. Have mental issues and cannot get structured care. Well, the conversation is about situational awareness mm -hmm. and it's important for everyone to understand where the threats are and where the threats are not. Who you can give a dollar to and who you cannot give a dollar to. Yeah. Well, and communication becomes key. And sometimes that communication is uh, centered in compassion and other times it's, it's more of a command um, than a request. It's all about the, uh, the respect. And people on the street, you're going to be able to tell if they are giving you respect just like anybody else would. Well, I think and, it's important. And a lot of people who are unstable or are, or are on drugs or drunk, they do not respect your boundaries. And those are the people that you need to put a strong boundary up with. Absolutely. But it's important for us as we go about our daily lives to show respect to everyone. And, and certainly if we can uh, show our kindness uh, without putting ourselves in any physical danger, because that's who we are. It's, it's about making... Yeah, I agree, 100%. First, when we realize that our communities are greater than the sum of its parts, and that everyone has value. Um, I don't wish ill will or have a hatred or anything else, even for the aggressor on the street. 
but there is appropriate and inappropriate behavior. Uh, and when it comes to the point where it is threatening to our community, to our families, to ourselves, then we have to have the proper training to deal with it effectively, efficiently, and compassionately. We never want to use any more force than what's necessary to stop the threat. Um, and that's why you have, you know, you, you had pointed out a, uh, a tactical pen, the pepper spray, the firearms, the most important and absolutely effective weapon that we have is our own mind um, and our bodies. And, and so when we are aware and we engage, we likely won't need any of these tools. I hope, hope to not. Never, I hope to never need yeah. the tools that I have. To. But if I'm willing to have the tools, then I have to have the training. Well, if you have the tools and you have to use the tools. You better know how. <laughs> we know how to get the work done. Yeah. Well, better to have a $50 gun with $1,000 worth of training than to have the $1,000 gun with $50 worth of training. And, you know, there's a difference between certification and training. When someone goes and gets their license to carry a concealed weapon, they're getting a, cert a certificate, a certification. You've been taught some pretty rudimentary basics, basics. but you have not necessarily been trained. Um, and so I encourage people, whether it's go to the YMCA and ask, hey, show me a basic workout for self-defense. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, really? part, it's, 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 it's actually, you know, make it part of your daily life just like you, like a health regimen, which really, it, it, it is. really is a part of your health regimen. So it's, um, it's been great advice. I, so around a bit. I've I mean, thank hated you. that word advice. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's knowledge. Knowledge. It's knowledge. Yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah, you, I, you know, it is true. It's let's, not advice. Let's, let's, let's go with information. Yeah, no, it's great information. Um, uh, we, it's a combination of all. My goal has always been to collect information through many different sources verify the information for its accuracy and its uh, efficiency and its truth, and then apply that information to make the most informed decisions. Wow. Yes. And that, that, and that, that sounds like a, APCT yeah, to me. And, 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 and that's, what I, that's what I encourage of others, is uh, make the most informed decision, and you can't do that without gathering the information first. Got, you gotta have the information you got to have the knowledge and then, you know, from the knowledge and the information, you will find the truth. It, it stands out, but you have to do the work. That's, yeah. that's the, the, the million dollar statement you just made, Scottish Warrior. You have to do the work. Yeah, yes. you're not, you're not, you, you can't rely on, on, on network news. You have to dig for the truth 
It's not just laying there. You have to search for it. And I think with that, we're going to say goodnight and thank Serenabit for being here this evening. KB Flannery, thank you for being here with us this evening. I'm the Scottish Warrior. This is Dinner Talk. And you're listening to the American Patriot Contact Tracers. And we'll be talking to you very soon. Good night.